Welcome everyone to the Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can subscribe or support the show at anchor.fm slash the Joey Harris Show. You can also send me a tip on Cash App. I am at the Joey Harris on that as well. And today I would like to welcome the woman who placed third at the annual hustle competition in 1997. Nan Feebig is back. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> Oh, was it second? was a good year. That's the was, year I graduated from college, from high school. Was it was it second? You know, do the hustle. I have to cut that off. You know, the music people will come after you. I know, right? You'd have to pay for things and nobody wants that. And nobody can afford that. That's yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> on Cash thing. App. At <laughs> yeah, the tips are cool, though. That's a cool thing. Yeah. So we have shared a meal since you were last on the podcast and you yes. look fabulous as always just and do you you do as well it was good to see you it was good to see you just walked out of like a magazine cover you know and just showered that day for you hey (laughs) you know whoa as I was I I said to you that day and I said to our mutual friend TJ since then I said I went to college there there was a Burger King down the street. There was like a bowling alley or something across the street. And there was a bank down the street. And we just thought we were hot stuff. And what? I, I lived there for many, many years. And then I've been gone now for about 10 years. Last was there about seven years ago. And they said, any available space, let's build something on it and just spread out. And yep. that's what that area has done. So. Urban sprawl, baby. So what's new in your life? What are you excited about as we head into the summer months? I am excited about warm temperatures, even though I live in North Carolina where it is generally warmer than my formative years. I'll just put it that way. It's been a rather cool spring. I don't know what it's been like for you, but you know, I mean, only in the last couple of days and maybe we had one little spike there, but you know, I'm bringing on the nineties. Like I'm excited about warm weather. I'm excited about the sun. I love it. We are in the 60s and the 70s, which is warm for us. Although we had a period in early May where it was like in the 80s and 90s and everybody was like, what is, what is happening? What is going this on? This is yeah. not, because two years ago, we're in the midst of COVID lockdown. Everybody's, you know, nobody go out. It was May 9th. I remember that because that was the day that the halls were supposed to close before we sent everybody home and we had a snowstorm. Oh, it's my and I'm like, birthday. I'm like, I'm like, uh, thankful that we weren't <laughs> trying to have yes. people move out during the snowstorm, but it's awful. Yeah. But yeah, so, what are you looking forward to? What's coming up for you? Um, hopefully getting a new job and moving. So yeah. that, that is the, that is the big thing. So fingers crossed. Bring it on south. Bring it south. Yes. Yes. We're looking forward to everybody's like, you're going to miss us up here. I'm like, how can I miss you if I won't go away? Exactly. <laughs> Who would miss 12 feet of snow for six months? yeah and don't eat the yellow snow we've discovered that that's wise advice that is always a wise advice i was told told that growing up when i was in north carolina where it (laughs) snowed like maybe once a year an inch and they closed the state down but don't right (laughs) i do appreciate that guaranteed day off yeah um so we both work in higher education and we are at the point where a lot of people graduating high school, that's the next step for them. Um, what is your advice for those coming to college for the first time? Oh my gosh, this is good. Um, get a planner. 
set your own alarm, like get up on out of bed on your own. If you don't know how to do your laundry or clean a bathroom, I suggest that you learn how to do that. Take these next two couple months to figure out how to do your own laundry, clean a bathroom, because more than likely you are going to share a suite with somebody, not all the time, but it's helpful to know how to clean a bathroom. Um, and unless you live very close to your mom and unless your mom is very nice, you can do your laundry at school. It's really easy. So those are a couple of things. Uh, get a planner, like work on your time management. If you haven't figured it out already, now's the time. I mean, call it, in the summer, it's kind of hard, but start getting in a routine, figuring out what you need to be doing. Um, and just go to everything that's interesting and then narrow it down. Like go to all the interest meetings, go to all the whatever, although like, Hey, come hang out, come make this, come do this, go to all of it. And then after the first couple of weeks, once classes are really kicking in, then maybe pick one or two things to do, but go to everything, meet as many people as you can. And then narrow it down after that. Does that track with you? Or do you have different thoughts? Solid advice. And I would say this, no matter how much you think it is, drink more water. Yes. Than you normally drink. Smart. Um, and, and I'm not saying go out and drink everything else. I'm not saying to not do that, but mix some water in there. Even if yeah. you do nothing but drink water. Just do more. Drink more you water. You can't get Ebola. Like it won't happen. This is true. Probably. This is true. That's good. That's good advice. Always drink more water. Interested in your thoughts on this next question. What is one thing about your job that almost no one agrees with you about? Oh, wow. Let's see. I think, I don't know. I have several thoughts. So I don't know if I can put them together in a cogent like theory. So here we go. I think we are too nice to the young people and I'm not trying to be like, get off my lawn. I'm saying we, and as a parent of people who are in middle school now, which is really funny to say, I get why parents are the way they are when we get them at college, because I have at least two apps on my phone that tell me what my kid is doing throughout the day. And it goes all the way back to daycare. Now they didn't do this. I didn't have my kids in daycare, but anyway, it goes all the way back to, I have friends who I work with now that they're told when the, their baby naps, how many wet diapers they have. Like there's an app that will tell you exactly what your kids do. And then we expect them between when they graduate from high school, May, June, whatever, and they show up on our campus in August to be totally independent of their parents. I'm not saying we can make that happen. I'm saying we need to help parents better let go. Um, because I know our faculty, our friends on the faculty side really don't like to hear from parents. I don't mind hearing from parents as much. But I also know that we need to do, uh, we need to help the parents of our incoming freshmen let go. I think the kids are ready. It's the parents that hold them back sometimes. I, don't I, know. I think, no, you're, you're mostly right, except for the last part. I don't think the kids are ready. Interesting. I had a student, I never did find out who was calling me if it was, sometimes she said it was her mom, sometimes it's her aunt. Um, maybe both. I don't, I don't know. Um, I had a student who sometimes I'm, I'm doing work. I'm on my computer. I'm typing for everybody who can't see this, which is everybody but you. He's actually typing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the typing motion and, and I'm busy and I see somebody at, in the 
in the periph out in the out in the lobby because one of my walls to my office is basically just window glass that that is it and they're walking back and forth but again maybe waiting for somebody maybe i don't know doesn't matter then i get an email from this person's email account but it's not them that that tells me that they are locked out of their room and i need to let them in if I am not in my office, that person who sent that email will then call me. Now, the person that they're looking after is right outside. Like they could just knock, but they are too riddled with anxiety mm-hmm. to just say, hey, can, can you let me in my room? They could mom it. I need to get into my room. They don't even have to talk to me. Okay, but yeah, that is, that is that is what I, I don't think that they're ready and but is I, it the parent's job to prepare the kid in a way I mean it feels like we've let them down in some way like the parents need to prepare the kid I'm listening to a book which uh I haven't finished so I can't tell you what it thinks it's called the coddling of the American mind um and it's fact I'm only like a chapter and so but there was some quote that said it's the parent's job to prepare the child for the road not smooth the road for the child and I feel like, and again, this is sort of the, something that happens all the time with progress is the older generations like, oh, are those young kids, those whippersnappers, they're not, they're too soft. And like, yeah, but also at what point do we prepare the kids to say something? Like when I go to GameStop with my son, who's 12, I make him do the talking. I'm not going to be like, hey, can I have Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? It's not my game. Have your kid do the thing. I'm probably should leave my job if I'm grumpy this this grumpy right <laughs> no no you're you're absolutely right but I don't know if it's the experts if it's society if, if it's both tell parents from the preschool age you got to get involved in your children's life and their education yeah, and you can't I, I don't think you know when they graduate nobody's telling them you did a good job raising them now let them go off and be adults and make their d- decisions you know I remember, oh my goodness, now, it was 16 years ago. I was at the institution you you work at. I was newly there. And we we had the the housing hotline at the time. It was it was more like people calling with questions and stuff like that. My boss at the time said, you know, take if it's a really difficult question, leave it on there. If it's something you can handle, take it, you know, take a message, take that that off of there. And he just kept filling up with that. I called, or I was listening to this message and I'm taking notes and this woman is just livid. My son is coming there for football. He and his best friend, James, they've lived together all their life. They play football together. We're at each other's house. They're not living together and this needs to change. And he and James need to, Blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. life is going to fall apart if he and James are not living together. So I called her back. Catastrophe. I called her back. The same voice answers the phone. I said, Can I speak with Mrs. So and so? Oh, she's not here right now. Can I take a message? Okay, sure. This is Joey Harris calling back. Oh, it's me. I just didn't know who it was. So she was <laughs> And and she launches it into again. I let her just talk for about three yep. minutes straight, just without. Yeah, I'm like, ma'am, I would be happy to um acquiesce to your request there's only one problem james is not coming to this institution we don't have a a, we don't have a a application for him he's not even applied to the college she's like he hasn't 
What? And and it's like 30 seconds of silence. She goes, I got to get my son on there. I just don't know what he's going to do then. And, and she's falling apart. She gets the son on the thing and he's like, mom, I don't care who I live with. It's like a five second <laughs> conversation. Course. I don't care. I don't think he wanted to live with James. I think he, <laughs> he was friends. ready to move on. James was not coming to that college. Ma'am, I would be happy to have James live with him, but James isn't coming here. That's so funny. Um, can I tell you just a funny story? Just because you'll appreciate this. Sure. So I had an email last week before our extended weekend that we just had um, from a mom saying, I need my son hasn't done what he needs to do. I need, but he's, he gets, he's going to live with this other kid, but this other kid, very similar circumstances. So I went back before I emailed the mom, I went back and I looked to see how many times I had reached out to her son. And it was at least seven emails. So ultimately I could do, I had the flexibility to change up room assignments. So I did it. That was fine. And so I emailed her back. I said, look, I've taken care of it. Um, just, you know, we, we got it done. And so she, I don't know why she chose to do this shit. She said, what could we do better next time? So I appreciate that a little self-discipline, self-learning, whatever. Um, and I said, well, maybe you could encourage him to check his email more often and respond. And she wrote me right back. Yes, of course. That sounds fine. Yesterday on a national holiday, which is about seven days after I had this email exchange with the mother, the young man emails me again. Yes, I'll do better checking my email next time. <laughs> seven days a oh, full week it was funny mom told him he was going to get to it he was going to get to it eventually <laughs> i would say since we're we're in similar we're in similar positions um that there is too much emphasis on you have to get advanced degrees i agree well, you, neither you are nor I have one. No, no. And to me, it's not worth it. Like, how much more would I get? Well, not enough to pay the student loans. Right. Yeah. So if you. And if, the experience, oftentimes, this is going to be controversial. And that maybe this is something people don't agree with me on. The experience you get is probably more valuable in your day to day application than the actual degree. That's what I tell my RAs every year when I do RA training. Like yep. th this is this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it mm -hmm. and then this is going to happen I, I, I say i say i could have a crystal ball i could have picked you all out of obscurity two years ago we could have trained solid for two straight years i could have brought in all of the best experts in housing you all would have been the best trained people the first week something's going to come up that we would never think to cover yep. and it happens every single year and they're yep. like how did you know experience yeah exactly because i know it's, it's it happens every year yep i said i said think about it if i'm wrong and everything goes smoothly that's fantastic that's great <laughs> we win we win <laughs> what is your favorite productivity hack I don't know. You always throw these really good questions at me and I feel like I'm not prepared, which is probably a symptom of mine. Um, productivity hack. I think I'm mostly a creature of habit, I think. So I have a list, which will not surprise you. Um, I have a list. I love crossing off that list. And then I am even so neurotic that halfway through my day, if there are too many things crossed off, I'll make a new list. 
So um, I try and do the same thing generally about the same time every day. Like I try and answer all my emails first and then check voicemails and then see what's on the list. So um, yeah, so I guess repetition is my productivity hack. Do you have any good ones? I'm with you on the list. Um, thing. What's on the list? I, I do, that is our thing. <laughs> If we both live to a hundred, my last thought if, if about name would be what's on that list. On list. <laughs> and at that point, your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren going, what is this list? Why? Give it up with the list. Do you think your, do your children know about the list? Um, I have to the remind list? them of the story. So I usually have to remind them about stories about them themselves. It was like dinosaurs and rocket ships and <laughs> no. all of them. Milk and diet and diet coke. Diet coke, it better be diet coke. <laughs> um, list and I usually set a timer for myself. All right, Joey, oh. you've you've screwed around long enough. This has got to get done. Mm -hmm. it, it's usually fifteen minutes, and I get more done. Yep. In fifteen minutes, because I'm trying to beat that that timer. Um, than than I would all day long. Um, oh, that reminds me of another one. Like I hate dishes, hate them, loathe with my entire being, loathe. Um, so one time I timed myself emptying the dishwasher just to see how long it would take. And it took like four minutes. And I thought, my God, I have put up so many barriers for something that takes less than, you know, the amount of time it takes to make popcorn in the microwave or whatever. Okay, maybe not, but you know what I mean? So I do, I like to do two things at once if I can't, like if I'm doing laundry, then I'll empty the dishwasher too. But like, just get over the idea that it's going to take forever because it probably won't. So that's kind of on your timing, timer hack. I have done dishes the last six years. I've been here seven, but I was in this apartment six of those seven years, approximately 1500 times. The reason I say that is that I live in an ADA, uh, what do you call it? Accommodation, accessible, accessible mm -hmm. apartment. And it has the world's smallest dishwasher because you uh -huh. have to have space underneath the sink for a wheelchair to go into. So it is literally like that big. So I have to do dishes every single day. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one that does it. And literally about 300 times a year. So 1,500 times at yep. least. Wow. Uh, if I get a full-size dishwasher, I'm not going to know what to do with myself. I'm like, what are you doing with all of this? What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Take a shower. You want to be freaked out? If you, yes. have, if you have spare time. Now, don't do this on a busy day because you're going to need to sit with your thoughts for a long time <laughs> afterwards. Okay. YouTube, Vincent Price cooking in dishwasher. Oh, boy. Vincent Price... Vincent Price had a fish recipe that he did in the di an empty dishwasher, but a dishwasher. Again, you will want to sit with all of your thoughts afterwards for a long time. Uh, have you seen people that will like walk? You can, you know how you can. This is so gross. I apologize. You can take off the toilet seat if you have the right toilet seat. You can take it off. And then I saw a video of somebody putting it in the dishwasher to clean it, and I was like, "Well, it's good I don't know them." Because I wouldn't go to their house to eat. <laughs> I, I saw something literally like 30 minutes before we started recording. It was on TikTok. And this girl oh, says, Oh, yes, I love TikTok. Yep. Here's, here's a productivity hack. 
you want to clean your frying pans, use your um, your used dirty diapers before you throw it away the outside and just clean that it will soak up all the grease and it's a reaction video and the guy sings this is why we don't eat at everybody's house oh that's nasty that might be where i heard it i heard the toilet seat one. Oh my gosh that's so gross <laughs> combined uh question with the last question what time of the day do you get your best work done I am a morning person, which is shocking to say, but I wake up early so I can move slowly in the morning because I have to, for one more week, get two more people besides myself out of the house. So then once they're all dropped off, usually between eight and 10 is when I can be the most productive. My supervisor is a later kind of person. And so she comes in later. And so I can usually do like what I need to do. And the office is usually closed. I'm a mate, like I'll get up. I'll get up early and do stuff just so that I can have that time. But then I'll, the flip side is I have to go to bed at like nine because I'm worthless. <laughs> Are you, I feel like you might be an early bird now. Cause I, I am. Oh, oh, for, for a couple of years now, I've been an early bird. Um, but I get up at five and I, yeah. I, I start then like my, mm -hmm. I have a, a eight foot commute. Um, <laughs> I do all of my stuff that I need done, before, you know, because when kids are here, they'll come by, you know, if you wait to the middle of the day, they're interrupting you. Yep. Yep. So I get all of my stuff done. And then um, I get my wife off to work. I sit and have some me time, get ready for my day. And then I go into the answering emails. I usually don't have the voicemails, but answering emails and doing other stuff that I need to do. And so I do my best work in the mornings. I probably do the most work, like last thing of the day. I'm like, oh, I got to go through and just, bang yeah, it out, that, yeah, that's when you bang it out. But best work early, earlier in the- Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, that means we're old, Joey. You know, I have, <laughs> I, have a, is, right? I have a sign in my office that says coffee pairs nicely with silence. <laughs> yes oh my gosh at some point last week everybody was awake by 6 30 and I was like what are you people go away this is my time and my husband was like well you need your quiet time I was like yes I do I get up early on purpose coffee pairs and I sleep with that I'm gonna have to look that I'm gonna get that that might be a good background for my computer or something make it a t-shirt somebody <laughs> comes up good morning because you know, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. Right. I don't want you to talk. <laughs> good morning, mother. That's <laughs> not so what Owen says. Mother, good morning. Hello, son. <laughs> We're very formal. <laughs> I feel like your daughter comes out and is like, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their personalities pair up, would go nicely with like dog versus cat. Elliot's like, God, still. And Owen's like, morning. <laughs> so yep that's about right <laughs> I feel like they're going I feel like they're going to school and just driving along you're like look kids a new stoplight is up and Elliot's like how long are you going to support the patriarchy <laughs> and Owen's like great everyone's will be safer <laughs> yep yeah we talk a lot about the patriarchy in our house it's fine it's fine <laughs> In my mind, someone's got to find it. 
in my mind, I feel like one of them is going to be at school. And finally, one day, somebody's like, your next uh, paper is about William Shakespeare. And they're like, already got it. Here you go. Bam. Yeah, we don't talk about dead white guys as much as we used to in middle school. So <laughs> is your is your is your husband in deep counseling? He might be. He might be. I think he's a little over Shakespeare too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shakespeare will always be the other man in my marriage. Uh, Uncle Billy. <laughs> Uncle Billy. He's so nice. Oh my goodness. Do you have a question for me? Now I did send this to you. I have yes, no, I appreciate I appreciate that. I have no preconceived notions of what this is. It could be anything. All right. What is Joey's perfect day? Ooh. Money's no object, but also you don't have to like go crazy, you know. That, that is really good. Um, first of all, I'm not dealing with any students. <laughs> None of you off. people. Um, I'm up, I'm fully awake. I get my coffee. I'm doing my, my podcast things. That's what I do. First thing in the morning, I'm taking mm-hmm. notes for my podcast and stuff that all gets done right away. Um, I'm headed out somewhere to get a good breakfast and some more coffee, bring it back. Duncan. Mm-hmm. A lot of Duncan. Not a Duncan. I don't know if America really runs on Duncan, but Joey sure does. Joey sure does. <laughs> Canada runs on Timmy's. That's yes, Timmy that's, Hortons. Love that's it. A, that's a, that is a joke for our friends north of the border. Yes. <laughs> and in Maine, if you're if you're in Michigan, I think. Ooh, they've started the southern migration. Yes. Yes. Um, then I come back, maybe some time with a good book, uninterrupted mm-hmm. time with a good book. Then I am watching something, maybe a good a, a good movie, um, something like that. And then a meal somewhere with with some friends. Good conversation. I am all about good conversation um with that and then what am i doing oh maybe a massage a massage would be oh interesting interesting this is my perfect surprise birthday party i thought about this for myself because nobody will ever do it for me um you're limiting it to 10 people not that other people can't come but it's me in a room by myself a doorbell rings. I go and answer it. It's somebody from my life, a friend of mine, maybe a relative and stuff like that. We sit down and me and that person have a good like 15 to 20 minute catch up, like just just me and them. And then the doorbell rings again. They move to one side of me and then I go and it's the next person. Now, maybe they know the oh, first person. Great. Maybe they don't know the next person. But then I introduce them and I, I reminisce with the second per- person, bringing the first person in. Oh, and then we went to this because of that. And you do that and you max it out at 10 people. They keep moving back and you do that. So you have significant time with each person. You don't feel awkward because you've had time with each person. You're introducing them. Hey, you remember Nan, but do you know TJ or do you know my friend Billy or my, mm-hmm. my yeah, and, and all of that. And then about halfway through, 
there's I want to say like sandwiches and pie served. Um, Diet Coke. Or absolutely with a, a Diet Coke <laughs> uh, and all of that. Um, this is this is what goes through my brain. And I'm like, that's never going to happen. I could plan it for myself, but that's like a little narcissistic. Of me. <laughs> come to me. Come, come to, to me, me, friends. Because I would need help. I need somebody to corral these people. But I want to be surprised because I don't know who's coming through that door. Mm-hmm. Next. And it will never happen. But uh, but there that's you go. That's a fun idea. I disappoint myself on a daily basis. Uh, and all of that. What would be your perfect day? Our days would probably be similar. Um, wake up without an alarm, but knowing my life, it would still be stupid early. Um, coffee, a good, I, I like walks. It's sort of what I, how, one of the things that I do. So if I could take a good long walk, like three, four miles, I'm digging it with the dog, of course, cause she's my buddy. Um, I'm reading a lot. I am not cooking or cleaning, but also none of that needs to be done. Like the house of course is immaculate. Uh, you know, not like anything that you can see behind me right now, but anyway, I can just be at peace in the space reading as long as I can. Um, probably like popcorn for dinner because it is my favorite food. Um, maybe a sitcom, but also I don't have to turn on a TV if I don't need one. So that, yeah. What sitcom would it be if you if you were in a sitcom mood? Um, I <laughs> my comfort sitcom is oh we're gonna have a surprise visitor. Oh hello, do you need help? Um, I'll have a cookie later. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. Did you want a cookie, Mr. Joey? <laughs> we're being offered cookies. Um, my favorite sitcom is New Girl. I cannot help myself. I love it so much. Um, I watch it forever and ever and ever. But there's another cute one on right now that requires no um, like emotional investment. It's just adorable. It's called Old Enough on Netflix. Have you seen this? I have not. It is so cute, Joey. Oh my gosh. They, it is based in Japan. Um, and so there's subtitles, of course. And they take very young children, um, three, four, and younger, and send them on errands for their parents. And the whole idea is that they're supposed to create independence. So kind of circling back to what we were talking about before. It's really sweet. They're like, you're going to go to the market and get eggs. And then you're going to go to the seashore and say hello to grandpa on his fishing boat. And then you're going to walk all the way back up this big hill home. It is so cute. It is so cute. Nice. (laughs) But really, if I could pick any show, mm, new girl, just love it. Love it. There's joy. There's joy. There's like, you know, sentimentality. My favorite, I don't know if it's my favorite episode, but my definitely my favorite group of scenes is Nick talking about the popcorn maker that Cece wants to get for the bar, but Jess thinks he's talking about Cece. Yes. You never get it cleaned enough. No, no, no. There is. Well, I'm sure there are like some, what is he like, oil or something? But it never gets good. And she, she's like, She's like upset, but like also offended, like upset that they would be having sex, but also offended. But let me tell you somebody, something as somebody who inherited a popcorn machine at the job that I currently have, I am on Nick's side. You never get them them clean enough. Parts come off. You don't know where it came. You don't know how to put it back on. 
and I, I, I fully, I co-sign on that. That's awesome. I love it. Like I don't, I like I said, I don't know if that's my favorite episode, but that's definitely my favorite group. That's a good one. Uh, of scenes. Um, what is your perfect coffee order? I am kind of a basic B. Um, I just I like it black, like my soul. Um, so <laughs> I don't need anything else in it. Just give me the coffee. Just the coffee. No, nothing sweet. No. Yeah. No. no okay but i also try this is so i'm not trying to be like i'm a fitness guru i'm an influencer but like usually i, I can't drink coffee much past like 9 a.m because then i'll just be screwed for the day so i'm trying not to add a bunch of stuff to my coffee first thing in the morning just to like be zen i ride a very narrow line i i fully ride it though sometimes i'm aware that i fall over on it <laughs> before surgery I was drinking coffee just for the taste. I'll be mm -hmm. honest with you. The caffeine did not bother me at all. I'm like, I think I want a cup of coffee. It would be 10 o'clock at night. My wife is like, are you insane? Um, and I'm like, no, nah, it just didn't bother me. When I was in college was the first time I noticed that caffeine did get me. I drank two Cokes late at night. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Why can't I go to sleep? Oh, that's what they talk about. <laughs> that's what that was. But at some point, like, I don't know what changed about my body. It just did not affect me. I was drinking like almost a pot a day. Oh, wow. Now, post-surgery and a while for a while there, I couldn't have coffee at all. I probably shouldn't have as much as I drink, but I'm aware of, I get the jitters and I'm like, all right, got to back off the coffee, got to up the water intake, got to, got to burn some of this off. So I go for a brisk walk. Cause I like, I, I'm yep. shaking, I'm shaking. Yeah. And I become poorly behaved if I'm too over and I cannot stop my mouth. Like just words just fly out. It's embarrassing. But, uh, For most but I, I, I say that um, I was, it was not affecting me, but it used to be before surgery early in the morning. If I had enough, I became hyper-focused. Like I did mm. a lot accomplished. Now I would just get hyper jittery. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I can't like even type. I'm, so I ride that line. I have usually the one cup in the morning, like when I wake up and then either another cup late morning or a cup in the afternoon, that, that, that mm -hmm. is what, I, that is what I ride. Um, but that's interesting. Black. Uh, do yep. you have a preferred, like home drip coffee, uh, Keurig, uh, you're going for the bucks, uh, you uh, buy donkeys. Donkeys is just too far. I don't want to like drive all the way down. I would drink Dunkin'. I prefer the taste of Dunkin' to Starbucks. Don't tell my husband. Um, but uh, just the biggest quantity probably. So like a, we just have a drip thing. A Keurig does, feels like it's, I don't know, it feels wasteful. Is that bad? That Does that make me like something? Yeah. I don't know. No. Like the little cuppy thing feels like I'm wasting like the whole earth, but yeah, no, like there's probably other ways I'm wasting the earth, but all that to say big pot. Okay. So I can, I could go back if I wanted some more. Do you have a preferred like brand? Are you a Folgers house? Is it whatever's on sale at the moment? Or? Because I do not typically purchase the coffee for my home. I do not generally have a say. Okay. Yeah, um, the person who purchases the coffee prefers dark roast. I could take or leave, you know? I usually leave the dark roast. Um, I, I visit Duncan several times a day. Uh, not a day, usually once a day. Um, several times a week, absolutely guilty as charged. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I order ahead on the app. Just I'm Smart. like mobile, mobile order for Joseph. Yeah, I got you. Come on around and all that. And you know, here living uh, within like driving distance of literally twenty Dunkins, six <laughs> six of them within five miles. Wow. Uh, not every Duncan is created the same. Not every Duncan makes your coffee the same. Um, that is true. Your iced coffee you get from a di different Duncan than your hot coffee. Very rarely do they come up with the same from your uh, from Duncan to Duncan. Um, Interesting. Um, so you have to be aware of of that. I have a former RA who I, I work at a community college. So everybody gets their associates here. She has just recently gone on after some struggles and has earned her bachelor's. I'm extremely proud of her. She had a lot of obstacles here, had a lot of obstacles after her. Um, just sent her a $25 Duncan gift card. And, you know, it was like I was, it's like we were soulmates there for, for a minute. Duncan speaks to the soul. She's like, you didn't have to do that. I'm like, I, I know I didn't have to do it, but I'm, I'm proud. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of her going. Absolutely. First, co first college graduate in her family. Oh wow, that's awesome. Like that. So yeah, um, hmm. to do that. Um, what is if you could read any book again for the first time? What book would it be? Well, I think I might have done it this weekend, honestly, without realizing it. Um, I love an author. His name is Ron Rash, and he um, teaches, I think he teaches at Western Carolina. He might not still be on the faculty there, but anyway, he writes kind of Appalachian noir stuff, and I love it. And I picked up a book at the library that had their like bulk book sale or whatever, where everything's like a dollar or 50 cents or whatever. And I picked up one. I was like, this looks great. I don't think I've read this one. I'm pretty sure I've read all of those stories. It was an anthology of short stories. I didn't care. They were great. Read them like brand new again. So that was a fun one. Um, maybe like a little house on the prairie. Maybe that one was pretty seminal to me growing up or like Harry Potter is probably the cute answer. Um, those are the ones that come to mind. One of my other favorites is called Giants in the Earth, and it was written in like 1912. It's about Norwegian immigrants. And I, I come back to that one every couple of years and pull something new out of it each time. Um, I had to read it first in high school. I picked, <laughs> it was either that or Bury My Heart, It Wounded Me. I don't know where, I'm from the Midwest. So that's kind of what we read about. Um, and I, why I picked the longer one, probably just because I was being a jerk and I was like, mm -hmm, I'm going to read the harder book. Um, and I ended up loving it. So that might be a good one. How about you? Or there, is there one that you're like, oh, I wish I could have it over again? Oh, goodness. Um, Not that Hardcastle book. Evelyn Hardcastle? Is, you know, that one they, was, they tried. They, they, they really tried. Um, the Plague Doctor was interesting. Yes. Um, I don't know. See, I got in probably way too young. I got into Stephen King. Um, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. The, the, original it miniseries came out right before I turned 13 and so I took my birthday money when I turned 13 and bought the paperback and just I remember slowly going through it but going through it probably that uh reading that again because it re just reminds me of that of that time period uh, mm -hmm. that's what I would say um our book club recently um, I wanted to do a band book. I wanted to do Mouse because that was the band book uh -huh. that came up. But 
after they started burning it in Tennessee, you couldn't find it anywhere. It was sold yeah, out true. everywhere. Yep. So I went on the banned books list and picked To Kill a Mockingbird. So I read oh. that for the first time in 10 years and got like a bunch of new stuff out of mm -hmm. it this time that I had not noticed the, the first time. And everybody in our club said that. They're like, thank you so much for, for picking this book. It was just... Yep. Because everybody, I think everybody except for a couple of people had read it and they're like, it just brought back so much. Mm -hmm. um, we did Hey Kiddo, um, the, uh, it's a nonfiction graphic novel about this guy's life. You were telling me about that one, yeah. I think. Did I not send it to you? I thought I sent You it did. Yes, you did. You did send it to me. Yes. It was a little bit above where um, the graphic novel lover in my home was so you're right it's on a shelf thank you um and then we just finished the fallen architect okay the first book that we read when we started this book club was the paris architect it's a guy charles lafleur i wanted to say his name is all of his books have to do with architecture because he's an architect and started writing for fun the paris architect is fantastic and the fallen architect is really good I just didn't get into that as much as I did the Paris Architect. Um, so that's what I would say. Both of those were really, really good. Um, Fallen Architect is about a man who in the turn of the last century lives in London and he had designed this huge theater that then falls down and a lot of people die. And he's sent to prison for it. Oh, no. oh. And a lot of people are like, you should have been hanged for that. Um, his wife divorces him, which is something, I mean, it's 1900, ne never happened, but they're like, it's the only honorable thing that you can do is to grant her this divorce. And then she takes their son away. He gets out after five years and totally reinvents his life. And as he reinvents his life, he finds out that he was not the cause Mm. that it was very Jean Valjean moment it was uh somebody else and they are slowly getting rid of everybody who was involved in this and he finds out about it like Ooh. he he was fully set up and then there are people whose loved ones were who died in the accident and they're after him and so he had totally re re you know redone himself he had had a beard he was clean shaven now he wore like spectacles and Oh, it's just really, really good. Um, so that was that was that was really interesting. What is um, let's say it's many, many years from now. Um, man peacefully passed away at the age of 100, 103. 103. May we all be so lucky. And in your in your sleep, um, fully just alive and alert. At the end, you you pass away in your sleep. Um, what is your legacy? um that gosh I never it's so funny we never like talking about ourselves like about this kind of stuff um I hope it's that I made people laugh and I made people feel like they could ask hard questions like that I was a safe place to ask questions that they weren't going to be judged what about Joey well also hopefully that I made people laugh and Done. that check and that I I helped people Mm -hmm. in some way whether it was help them through a hard time it was mm -hmm. help them answer a question that that they that they had helped them 
find their meaning and their purpose in life that I helped in some way and kind of like I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy about all of the um, things that the Boy Scouts of America do but I do like the motto of leaving things better yeah. than you found them that's good and and hopefully that I have I have done that I think you're well on your way you know I, I try I don't always succeed but I do try um do you have a recommendation for us i have several i have to get out my device because i asked the fee kids as we call them what their recommendations are the first thing to come out of the 12 year old's mouth no gambling he recommends no gambling i said why and he goes seems like a waste of money so you know that's interesting i recommend fiber (laughs) i'm just saying I can, I can we don't get enough that. along with your water you definitely do fiber. not fiber and water they both help they, they do they, they do they, they help very much the eighth grader recommends a movie okay that came out in 2014 called what we do in the shadows and i said okay tell me about it and she said well does does mr I'm joey from- like cussing <laughs> I have, I will say this. I have never seen it, but I am aware of this movie because apparently now they've also made a TV series that continues yes. on. And yes. I'm familiar with the overall concept. That's yes. what we do. So, you know, it sounds kind of entertaining. Um, and just a funny thing. We did, we decided in our car, you know how you have napkins like in the glove box? I don't know, maybe you're upper class, but in our car, we have napkins like in the holder, like in the little thing on the door. We have some in the Glove box, we've decided to call those our emotional support napkins. So that's those are also things I recommend. I have I did not, this is not my idea. I did not originate this, but I do co-sign it. You need in your car, not a not a full size, well, maybe a full size if you if you are that type of person, but like a a hand towel for like washing hands, you know, wiping your hands after you wash them and you need one for the car for if you have to go through a drive-through for your burger. It's a burger towel. So if you're spilling things, it won't really get on, good your, idea. on your clothes and all of that. So you need you need the burger towel. That's a good idea. Because those nothing. paper napkins won't cut it, truly. And you do need uh, your emotional support napkins, but you need like just a handful. Every time you go through a place, you're like, I need a handful of napkins. They're going to reside right here. Yep. You will always need them. Mm-hmm. Always need them blowing your nose, wiping something, you know, whatever you, you just, you, they're, they're always with you. They get you through what you need. They're your emotional support napkins. And always use your left and right turn indicators. Please, please. Cause I will cuss a bitch in Fayetteville. <laughs> we yell it. And it is not a good example for my children to call people the words that I have used. Does your eighth grader ever lean forward and go, mom, the cussing <laughs> it's the 12 year old she he's the one that is like mom they're gonna hear you I'm like no not through this glass clink, clink, clink. they can't hear me plus i'm driving away too fast <laughs> i don't know if it's still like that i did not go over to that section the last time that i was there but if not there used to be an intersection you stop at it if there's a red light and there was always the red light you never <laughs> didn't get the red light if you look to your left, you see a Waffle House. If you look to your right, you see another Waffle House. 
And I am convinced, I've never met this person, but I'm convinced a person with a good arm could throw and hit the other one from the one that they were at. They still probably could. Knowing those places and having eaten at both of them, they both have their own clientele who would never think of going to the other one. Why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I cross the street? Why would I cross the street? Exactly. Let me see. What would my recommendation be? I wanted to say something, but I've already recorded a podcast where I made that my recommendation. Um, Try the other Waffle House. Is that your recommendation? Try a Waffle House. And (laughs) folks, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you got to drive down south. Eventually, you will run into a Waffle House. And that is the thing. This is this is a true story. I'm not making this up. Waffle houses are the thing where FEMA determines how bad a catastrophe is. If the mm-hmm. Waffle House is closed, it send everybody. Yeah, get out. If the Waffle House is open, then it's not yeah. as is 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 bad, but it could be worse. Yep. And I that is I'm not lying. That is a true statement. Look it up. It's terrifying that our government decides that. But you know, I guess if. Waffle House is the bellwether for what we need, then so be it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a recommendation. I just need to think for a second. Ooh, you could do this is not for right now, but you could do what's your anti-recommendation? Like what do you not recommend? I guess Owen did that in the not gambling thing, but oh an anti recommendation. Like what's a book that you do not recommend? Or but I, I'm sorry, I got you. Oh no, no, no. Thank you, Owen. I will definitely do that. This falls under the category of the book is not always better than the movie. Ooh. Avoid at all cost the book Forrest Gump. <laughs> okay. It is horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> I don't know how they got the I don't know how they got the movie out of that, but whoever wrote that screenplay deserves more money than they got. That's great. Well, and Tom Hanks is a genius. So there you go. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now he he's playing Geppetto. Have you seen this in the new Pinocchio? For no, the, for I the, don't watch television. For the Disney, it's for the Disney Plus. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. So Tom Hanks is is the Geppetto and plays Colonel Tom Parker in the new Elvis movie coming out. I don't know if you've seen this, but like, no. if you did not know that was tom hanks you're like who played the who's playing colonel tom parker and you're like tom hanks and you go back and look you're like of course it's tom of course it's tom hanks but slap on a good prosthetic nose and you know and and they that's what they did and it's very and the 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 jowls because he's like down the the, down the there and you're Mm -hmm. like who is that and you're looking who is that that's it's tom hanks Hmm. that interesting that is what we we do. Oh, got another recommendation. Folks, if you're in the Fayetteville area and you're looking to buy or sell a home, contact <laughs> Nan Fiebig. Yeah, come on. Uh, on, all so- on all social media, just look for her. That's all you need to do. <laughs> all you got to do. She gets, she, she's not an architect, but she can find you a house. That's right. I'll find you a house. She now, whether or not anybody can afford the house is something else. But the, gotta- the, per- the perfect house. The perfect house. I bought gas yesterday for four dollars and seventy nine cents a gallon. Oh, I did over the weekend four nineteen. Now I went to the Sam's Club where it was four fifty nine, but for some reason they did not want to sell me gas. 
I just kept trying to do it. And the guy's just sitting there looking at me and there's nobody around. I'm like, I'm guessing the gas doesn't work. So mm. I'd, I'd love to have some of that 459 gas, but they won't yeah. sell it to me. So I, Rude. 479. So I needed to take out a small loan to fill my <laughs> wife's car up. Yep. <laughs> with gas. But what, go ahead as we've reached the end, plug any and everything that you got. Well, you already did my plug, so thank you so much, because our friend Latoya Renee Robertson told me always to plug myself. So, yep, happy to help North Carolina buy a saw house. If you aren't in Fayetteville, I can find you a good realtor. Um, what else can I plug? I, I want to plug libraries. Like, they're amazing, wonderful places. So, if you haven't been to a library in a while, just go back over there. They're nice places. They have a lot going on. There's a lot of things that they do that support you know, lots of people. What about you? Oh, let, oh let's, we're having another visitor. <gasps> oh, he brought me a cookie this time, Joey. <gasps> wow. What kind of what kind of cookie is that? What'd you say? What kind of what kind of cookie is that? Is I'm it a sure. sugar cookie? Is it macadamia nuts? Hang on, let me turn on the lights. Well, he whispered as he left, I forgot to put baking soda in it. So, shall I taste it? Is, would you like to have a live tasting? A live tasting right here. I think it was ideally supposed to be chocolate chip, but I think what he did was he took a sugar cookie and put some chocolate chips in it. All right. There's a crusty film over the top. Not quite sure why. You may have also forgotten sugar. <laughs> I'm going to get some milk. <laughs> Just got the name of the episode. I'm going to get some milk. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Every time that you're on, we've got to have some sort of a food. Uh-huh. Anytime. I'm happy to talk about food. Mm -hmm. Have you watched uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have not. It's on my, oh. it's on the list. Joey, you must, because there's a, a running joke in the first couple um, seasons. I get her first couple episodes. She makes a brisket and I finally found the recipe, Mrs. Maisel's brisket. And I'm so excited to try it. Continue. Is it a good brisket? Like do people like rave about her brisket? Or yeah. Watch the, brisket the brisket got her husband stand up time at a comedy, at a, at a comedy club wow. in the sixties. Yeah. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. That'll mm -hmm. do it in the sixties. Yep. In the early 2010s, you just show up, hope you get three minutes, but that's, there you go. that's neither here nor, nor there. You know, <laughs> it's one of, one of those things. Um, what have you got to plug? Let me see here. I have got new episodes of the Joey Harris Show every Sunday, wherever you get your fine podcast. New episodes of my wrestling podcast, the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, every Thursday, wherever you get your fine podcast. New YouTube videos every Wednesday, wherever you get your YouTubes. I love those. Um, Especially the story time ones. On, oh, I've got to come up with a new story then. If you enjoy the story ones, I've, I've got to come up with one. Um, I've got a good one. It's got to wait a while though. Now is not the, now is not the time. Um, was funny at the time, but since then, um, some things have happened not so funny. Um, mm. But 
I, I will do that. I will make a note of that. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Joey Harris, Joey Harris Comedy at gmail.com. If you would like to send me an email and the Joey Harris on Cash App, if you want to just send me a, a tip, um, you can always support the show at anchor.fm slash the Joey Harris show. Um, Nan, thank you so much, as always. I love talking to you, my friend. It is it's always a great time whenever we we do this um and it's easy it, it comes it comes natural between us sometimes you have to just drag it out of guests are you saying i'm easy i did not say that <laughs> at all and i would never shame you even if you if you were even if i was <laughs> you can you know well i'll just leave that one alone I'll tell you, like they told Steve Allen when he was the host of The Tonight Show, did they get your uh, show in Cleveland? They receive it. I don't know if they get it. They do receive it. <laughs> oh, Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland does rock, although <laughs> I think, you know, the river caught on fire one time. Are you familiar no with doubt. this story? I have no doubt. Mm, they try to they tried putting water on it for a couple of days and then they realized the futility of that. And I'm not being, I'm, I'm not being funny. This actually happened. Why didn't they just get flowers and just dump it all in the river? It's a lot of flour. With, with the water and the flames, they're baking a cake. <laughs> oh, sludge. Your, your son is in the corner. Don't forget the baking powder. You'd be on the other side. I'm going to go get some milk. I'm going to yeah, get some milk. Get milk. I'll be right back. <laughs> all right. But thank you again so very much. Absolutely, thank you. my friend. Thank you all. Uh, and until next time, have a good one.